Welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast uh, in our monthly series of conversations with leading figures from the UK and Ireland cruise industry and the wider cruise community. And we've got three such people on our podcast today, uh, and they are in no particular order. Rebecca Keeler, who's head of cruise at ABP, uh, Alison Earnshaw, managing director of World Travel Holdings UK, and Joji Mosca, VP and MD, EMEA at Celebrity Cruises. How are we all doing? Good, thank you, Andy. Yeah, all good. Good stuff. Good all right. To, to be here today, actually. Thank you, Rebecca. Good to see you all. Um, Joe, we should start with you. You obviously have a, a cruise remit that is way beyond UK and Ireland, but presumably the UK and Ireland remains a really important cruise market, even despite the challenges, of course, we're all facing this year. I, I thought you were going to say way beyond your capability, actually, <laughs> to start with this. <laughs> um, but probably is as well. But um, yes, no, the UK and Ireland is still incredibly important to celebrity cruises, uh, always has been, always will be, um, and from a future point of view as well. So um, we know from talking to our loyalty guests, which we keep in touch with a lot, talking to our trade partners, who we keep in touch with an awful lot. It's great to see Alison today, or have Alison here with us today as well. Um, and for, through um, you know the ports, we just had Apex come back into Southampton. Um, sadly, we couldn't hold the wonderful event in Southampton that we were planning earlier this year, uh, but we're very much looking forward to Silhouette coming back next year with uh, having been revolutionized. So with a massive multi-million dollar facelift, the retreat on board, the new suite class area. And uh, despite the world that we're currently living in, we're very much looking towards the future. And how do you, how has managing a region like EMEA happened despite the fact that we can't travel and you haven't been able to go in person to meetings, etc.? How How has that transition been for you, Joe? A very interesting question, actually, because we set up the dedicated teams now for the Royal Caribbean group. So dedicated team for Royal Celebrity and Azamara until uh, just the end of last year. We were a tri-branded team in continental Europe, Middle East and Africa. So we set up a whole team through Zoom remotely. So uh, hiring, hiring a German speaker, Spanish speaker, uh, somebody based in Denmark. Um, and what's incredible about it is that the whole of the team that are based in the UK and Ireland, literally overnight, all of them now, other than the field sales team, we're very focused on the field sales team, yeah. mainly dedicated to their countries, uh, have European roles. So it's been a new learning for them. They've embraced it wholeheartedly and uh, we're doing everything remotely. But so far, so good. We're looking, looking forward to being able to visit people in person throughout Europe uh, very soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you mentioned Apex and of course, um, as you say, we, the, you couldn't hold an event on board uh, for obvious reasons, but uh, was that a difficult day or was that a joyful day to see the ship arriving into Southampton? It was a bittersweet day. First of all, the sun was shining in Southampton. Rebecca, you'd be pleased to know. <laughs> it happens uh, all the time, Joe, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. No, the sunrise was truly stunning. Uh, we welcomed her in. It, it was a beautiful day. She looks beautiful, but also she was, you know, she didn't have our our heartbeat, which is our guests on board. So, um, so it was bittersweet, but it was lovely to see her. We got some great footage and some great feedback from our trade partners who were happy to have. We've really found during this team, 
during this time people do want engaging social content in particular yeah um and uh, we set her off on a way and she's now happily arrived in miami with her with her older sister one yeah. year older celebrity we, edge we can't wait to to see either of them or any of them whichever way it is actually and alison i can see you nodding along but, but ship visits and the opportunity to see some of these new ships is a really important part of being a, a travel professional presumably you've missed them as well this year yeah we've missed them hugely <clears throat> you don't realize um how much you benefit from so many things until they're taken away from you um, and and just recently uh, internally a lot of our employees have been saying when do when will we we'll be able to get on board a ship when will when will we be able to see some of the new product uh, and ultimately though those times will come back won't they i think you know we keep saying that we believe we're through the worst um, obviously winter is going to be a challenge for, for us all in the travel industry but i still think as joe says we've got a lot to look forward to you know cruise in particular is a great growing sector and there's always new innovative things going on so there's there is lots to be positive about but yes we can't wait to uh, to get on some of the, the, the new ships and you've always invested a lot in your staff training and the opportunity for them to see ships. Have you been able to keep them learning about some of the new products and learning about some of the new destinations? We've done our best. It's much more challenging. Um, as Joe intimated, um, first of all, moving everybody to, to being home workers um, overnight almost, which is what everybody had to, to deal with. Um, fortunately, we, we already had a good number of home workers, so we had a lot of good technology that's enabled us to uh, work effectively from home and then changing all our processes, etc. But we've done lots of uh, engaging things on Microsoft Teams, uh, Zoom, whether it's podcasts, whether it's games, whether it's quizzes. Um, we started in particular uh, doing an awful lot around the, the new health and safety protocols. So really making sure that our employees um, are clued up on everything that the cruise lines are, and clear are rolling out. And whilst there's information there, currently there'll be lots more to come because I think that the job of a travel agent will be very much educating the customer and reassuring the customer about all those things it's not just as simple as selling uh, more so than ever they, the customers need reassurance and they're, they're really hungry for for knowledge um, and to understand what will be the onboard experience so we're spending a lot of time trying to educate uh, our teams working in conjunction with yourselves at clear and, and obviously the cruise lines as well yeah, a really good point around some of the, the new protocols and we'll come back to that subject shortly, but I, I just want to bring Rebecca in because we, we've talked about Southampton and the importance of Southampton. Presumably you're very proud of the fact that Southampton is, is uh, one of the busiest cruise ports in Europe. Yeah, absolutely Andy. And just before I touch on that, I just want to kind of reference what's been said by Joe and Alison. And I think the real thing that we've had reinforced over the recent months is the real cruise community that we actually have you know in Southampton in particular we've you know we've had to really adapt over recent months to ensure that we can meet what are the current requirements of the industry and that doesn't just go for the team that we have internally at ADP but touches on every single part of the supply chain and I've been overwhelmed by the approach of the industry and I'm sure that that will continue and just hearing Joe and Alison you know talk about it within their own parts of what we do I think when we do come back together and you know seeing Apex come in was incredible because it reminded it kind of gave us this reminder of it's coming back and it's going to be brilliant when it does 
and oh my goodness that first call um, in just Southampton is going to be a really exciting one um, but sorry on your on your on your point um, Andy yes Southampton is Europe's leading cruise turnaround port we are you know the number one departure port in the UK and we're extremely proud of it and we have got four world-class cruise terminals we've got um, a fantastic um, network of people and they are people and we have to come back to the fact that you know, we've been fortunate enough over a number of years to, to develop that um, and we further try to enhance that just like the cruise lines do and I'm sure Alison does with the travel community we invest in the infrastructure so whatever hardware that is that we need to put in place to ensure that we continue to meet the requirements of the smaller ships and the largest ships, you know, the technological advance, advancements that have been made in recent years, we need to keep pace with that. Um, so that's why, um, you know, I'm very passionate about Southampton and very passionate about cruise, but there's a few things that, you know, hopefully make us number one and we'll, we'll keep us number one. And presumably cruise is also really important to the wider Southampton community as well. And you mentioned some of the supply chain, but presumably that supply chain is huge in, in the area. Yeah, absolutely. One of, uh, I'll try not to go off topic too much, but someone once said to me, but to think of the impact of cruise as someone throwing a pebble onto a mill pond and just imagine the ripples that come off it. And you know, each cruise call, we've recently had another study done um, in Southampton specifically, it's worth 2.7 million to the economy. So that touches, you know, a really wide range of people again, and I'll bring it back down to people. So, you know, we'll have stevedores operating the port, we'll have bunker providers, we've got, you know, individuals who are actually there welcoming guests and passengers, and all the way through to, you know, looking at the logistics chain, we've got companies that have set up warehousing to support the fantastic turnarounds that we offer so it's extremely important um, to us but also to the to the wider economy and an ex-uk joe is important to you as well as a cruise line of course because the uk is such an important source market oh definitely for lots of reasons i mean i think going back to rebecca's point you know so important that we continue as an industry to stress how critical we are to the economy overall uh, and to jobs um, and it's, it's, as Rebecca said, that pebble analogy, I think, is so important. There is a massive ripple impact to lots of different uh, sectors as well. Um, very much so. It gives a great opportunity to showcase the ships when they are here. And we will come back to showcasing them because seeing is believing. And uh, as Alison said, in, order, in being able to absolutely for the travel agent community to touch it and feel it and see it and be able to then explain the brand the difference between the brands is is critical um so you know we've had a ship sailing out of southampton now for near on 10 years um and uh, we absolutely it's our plan to do that as i said our our plan is that silhouette will come back for next summer i'm sorry that we didn't get the apex mini season this summer um, I'm um, going to make sure at some stage we will um, and because uh, I know so many people want to see her so many people did such a great job but we we were days away from planning the most spectacular event and naming ceremony so um, so it's really important to us that uh, silhouettes coming back and we will there is we will continue to have um, the UK and Southampton 
as a home for for some of our fleet without a doubt um i want to go back to a point alison made which is around how we you know there's an important role for our cruise community now around that reassurance that confidence piece so i wondered if um we should kind of touch on that as a subject how important is it that we all kind of join in that we amplify our voices across the community because cruising is has safely resumed in parts of the world and it's important that it's seen in in that light um joe i don't know if you want to take that first well yeah i, I think that to, to your point i think we've got to remember that it has started resuming in various countries in in europe and uh so far with um you know it's a great great acclaim and um you know tui cruises one of our joint ventures msc yeah. costa so i think that's really really positive news and i think we should uh, we can't forget that and we can we can build on that what's really important and Andy, you know more that than anybody because you're leading the charge is how important it is is that we try and streamline the communications as much as possible for the consumers to give them confidence um, and also for our travel partners uh, yes there will be di different some di variations amongst the cruise brands but overall, the, um, the story of testing, sanitation, ventilation, risk mitigation, because we all know until there is a vaccine, we can never say never. So how do we handle it on board? What are all of the protocols that we put in place to reduce the, the risks? And importantly, should we need to, that we can safely get guests or crew members off? And, um, you know, we, as you know, we've been working very much uh, as an industry, we've got a healthy cell panel that we've worked with Norwegian Cruise Line holding. Uh, that's gone into the CDC as well. And, um, you know, we await the, the feedback from, from them. But uh, we, as, a comp as an industry, I think we should, it can't be underestimated how much time and energy and effort and expense is coming together to make sure that we may do everything that we can to make our cruises even healthier, and safer than they already are, but very importantly, that people still have a great holiday. And that's important. And Alison, does that mean that you're telling a slightly different story to your customers now, or that your sales pitch, if you like, is, is slightly different? Yeah, it, it definitely does. And I, I think customers, as I said, are really hungry for that information. E each customer is individual and wants a different level of information. And as Joe says, the cruise lines all have different protocols. So I think um, that, that standardization of what has been presented from, from a clear uh, perspective really helps us to get across. This is what everybody's doing and then these are the individual nuances that, that are applicable for each different cruise line. Um, and some people want to know absolutely everything and some people just want a couple of headlines and a little bit of reassurance. I think with customers who've cruised frequently, there's um, already a really good level of appreciation um, and understanding that cruise is exceptionally safe already. So where else do you sanitise your hands as, as you enter a restaurant or every time you re-embark? No other holiday experience has um, that, that health and, and safety focus to start with. So I think existing cruise customers 
um, will need less reassurance, which is, is of course of no surprise. I think those who've not cruised before will, will need a lot more hand-holding and uh, confidence building. But yes, we, we try to tailor our sales conversations depending on the customer, but without doubt there is some level of discussion about the onboard experience. I think what Joe says is key as well. They, customers want to know about the health and safety aspects, but they're going on a holiday. They want to know that their onboard experience is going to be as good in fact if not better a lot of cruise lines are starting to talk to us about the positive ways they are using this to influence the onboard experience i think that that's really key as well because there'll be lots of things that actually improve the holiday experience and that's what people want to know about so reassuring to know that people still want to talk about destinations and entertainment and dining and all of those things so that so that's encouraging yeah, that's absolutely what we're buying, isn't it? That's what we buy when we buy a holiday. We want the, the experience and, and um, you know, whether it's the destination or the ship, uh, everybody buys for, for a different reason. We're, we're finding a lot of interest, just to go back to what Rebecca said, um, more interest in, in sailing from the from the UK. So people wanting perhaps to avoid a, avoid a flight. Um, so much, much more interest in, in cruising uh, from the UK and closer to home uh, and then the other the other trends that you mentioned that the trends the other thing that we'll find is people are looking further out again that's no great surprise um, as Joe said we don't have anything concrete yet about a vaccine which will change people's uh, buying patterns and, and behaviours but late 2021 and well into 2022 and 23 is looking um, people want something to look forward to which, which is good news for us all. Does that mean your forward planning, Joe, is slightly more forward planning than normal times, or are you are you still on the same kind of part timeline to deciding sort of itineraries and the shape of some of those experiences? Well, we always plan a long way out, so we're always looking at you know deployment and itineraries, uh, sort of two to three years down down the road. Um, and the other thing I think we've got to remember it's quite complicated when we're living in the current world that we're living in to try to think that life, whilst the, there is a new world, I don't think the old world will come back exactly as it was. I think there's lots of pluses that will take from us. Um, and as we say, you know, working to make sure that the comeback is stronger than the setback. Uh, but it does at the moment make us consider itineraries, length of itineraries, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, but fundamentally, people still want to go to the Caribbean. They still want to go to Alaska. They still want to go to Asia they still want to make sure that they have the option. And as Alison said, further out, um, there is a greater confidence. We know, I think we all know that when we resume, that the chances are it will be closer to home. People will feel more confident doing short haul, you know, sailing from Southampton, short haul flights, for, for example, um, as opposed to um, long haul flights. And that's the way in which we're thinking shorter term. But longer term, we're always looking at wonderful new destinations. Um, and, you know, destinations such as the Galapagos with our beautiful new ship Flora that's never really properly yeah. got off the ground with uh, guests on board uh, following. But we know that um, there's lots of demand for, for celebrity Flora and the Galapagos further out. Uh, Rebecca, we were talking about the guest experience there for a, for a short time. So presumably you have to be aware of the guest experience on arrival at the port as well as leaving their cruise ship. And presumably that's been something you've been working on and thinking about during the, the, the course of this year. Yeah, absolutely, Andy. I mean, it's paramount for us to ensure that the guest is, you know, their experience is number one. 
part of that is always safety. You know, it always has been and will continue to be. And during this period, we've you know, one of the positives that everyone's been talking about would absolutely be that we have internationally collaborated in a way that perhaps we hadn't in the past. You know, we we obviously have have collaborated, but this has been, I think, an unprecedented time that has called for really positive action. So. You know, when we look at the guest experience um, in the future, we're really considering, okay, so what has worked well in the past, but actually what could the new, the new guest experience look like? How do we ensure that that it remains streamlined? We can maintain social distancing to ensure that everyone is confident about joining the cruise and coming back again in the future. You know, it's, you know as a port, it's really important for us that, um, when people go on holiday, they have a fun time from the moment they book their cruise to the moment they get back home and hopefully have already rebooked another one. And we're a really important part of that service. So hopefully we'll continue to do that into the future. Uh, and, and you mentioned early on the importance of that community working together. And, and Alison, it's great to have you on our podcast. But Joe, the traders really important every year and and still just as important so presumably lots of work from you and your team in ensuring that the trade are still working with us absolutely and trying as i said we, we launched rcl cares as a entity so across the group all four brands uh, to try and again help streamline where our agent partners can find information um and we'll we're continuing to do that and then uh, as a brand ourselves we've got celebrity central which is where there's a one-stop shop for all of the uh, imagery all the videos all the toolkit and all of the health and safety protocols um, are going to be on there um, with short modules we try and keep them short and sharp for our travel partners to engage with so they're not too not too cumbersome Social content that they can share with their guests is really important. As I said, the Apex content was shared over and over again. Uh, our very own Captain Kate, with her 2.7 million odd followers, um, is, takes all of her own imagery, posts all of her own posts. Um, and so, so from that point of view, and in fact, we encourage that across the fleet. And I don't know if you saw Apex joining the fleet in Miami and literally all the other five ships there did a little dance around and welcomed her in. All the captains arranged that between themselves with drone footage filming. Um, so Captain Kate's an absolute guru on, on flying drones as well of course as, as captaining ships. <laughs> so um, it's more important than ever. Yeah. You know, as I said, we, we've obviously got to recognize the situation in, but it's more important than ever that we need to keep our trade partners engaged and make it as easy as possible for them to share the knowledge and share the content uh, with uh, with our mutual guests. Um, I'm really conscious of time, so really short answers, please. But we, we've kind of said there's lots of opportunities coming, lots of things to look forward to. But my final question to you all is, what are you most excited about for uh, the new opportunities ahead or, or new things coming? So shall we start with you, Rebecca? I mean, we're really excited about the restart. I think I touched on it at the beginning, you know, seeing Celebrity in Southampton and all of the positives that we see from inaugurals is fantastic. So we're looking forward to getting 2 million passengers back through Southampton every year. Thank you. Alison? 
Well, I would have said the same as Rebecca. Um, absolutely seeing multiple cruise lines back in the water. Um, and, you know, whether that's close to home or further away, as, as Joe said, I think that the confidence that that will bring the customer um, and the travel agent and the cruise line and the whole industry will, will be huge. Um, so I think, yeah, and getting, to, getting people to experience so that they can talk in real time what it's like to be on board in, in that new world. I thought you were going to say, drink with me on a new cruise ship somewhere. That else. goes without saying, Andy. I was trying to give a more professional answer. <laughs> Thanks, Alison. Joe? Oh, very simple. Welcoming celebrity silhouette back into Southampton, having been through her multi-million dollar revolutionised facelift and enjoying a champ glass of champagne with you all in the retreat lounge. That's what I'm looking forward to. Sounds lovely. I think we're, we're all in agreement that that sounds a nice thing to do. But um, thank you all. Thank you all for staying positive through what was a very difficult year for, for so many people and continues to be a difficult year for so many people. But thank you for staying positive. Thank you for giving us something to look forward to for uh, new opportunities to come uh, in the future. Uh, we will be back with a, another Clear Cruise podcast next month. But for now, thanks for joining.